This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. And today we're joined by Jeff Halley, Asia-Pacific Senior Market Analyst. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Happy Monday to everybody. But not such a happy Monday for markets where you are, Jeff. Some real losses today. Markets seem to be panicking. Why? Yeah, look, it is certainly a, a manic Monday today. We saw a very soft close on Friday uh, ahead of the weekend in the US. We saw Wall Street fall heavily down well over uh, 2%. We saw the dollar shoot higher gold fall, even oil prices came off, and it all seemed to be a risk-off move. Concerns around China growth with their COVID zero policy, uh, very hawkish rhetoric from uh, FOMC officials, including Jerome Powell, all seemed to gather in a pre-weekend perfect storm. Uh, and uh, we saw markets fall heavily. This morning in Asia, we've uh, seen news that uh, Shanghai is tightening COVID-19 restrictions, and also a district of Beijing is also entering quite tight uh, restrictions and mass testing. And I think that has really frightened the markets because as we know, China markets have been very, very heavy of late due to fears about their COVID zero policy impacting on their GDP growth. And I think we're seeing that come to fruition today. Chinese mainland stocks in Hong Kong and also Hong Kong are down very heavily. And that has flowed through to the rest of Asia. Australia and New Zealand are closed today for a national holiday, but they're probably glad that they are. And we've seen oil prices fall too as uh, markets uh, price in uh, lower China consumption due to uh, reduced economic activity. So all in all, it's a fairly grim day uh, in the markets. We've seen Asian FX uh, currencies uh, falling and the dollar making some big gains even against the major currencies like the euro. And that fall in oil prices that you mentioned, Jeff, isn't just down to worries about the China economy. Uh, There are other aspects, including EU considering smart sanctions. What are those? Yeah, well, even uh, Reuters who are running the story said that they didn't really know what smart sanctions were either. And I'll put my hand up and uh, say I'm not sure either. But uh, I think it's very telling that oil prices are down 3.5% in Asia, when if that headline had come out a week ago, they'd probably be 5 or 6% higher. So I think we might be seeing a change in sentiment in oil markets uh, still to be confirmed, but I think that's certainly something that our listeners should be watching out for. Uh, look, I don't think that sanctions on uh, of any sort, smart or dumb or something in between on Russian energy imports by Europe can be positive for Europe. Either way, they're going to have to pay more prices and run into shortages, and that will damp economic activity there. And I think that is why we've seen the euro fall all of a sudden quite heavily as we approach the European open as well. The euro itself, at 108, there's a trend line uh, support line in the euro versus US dollar that dates back to 1985. And we had a weekly close below that on Friday, and we've fallen below it now, a very, very negative technical indicator for uh, Europe and euro. And I think it highlights that the downstream effects of the Russia-Ukraine war have still to be fully impacted or felt by global markets. And also, I suppose it's down to the fact that in the US, it looks very likely we're going to see some big rises in uh, interest rates. And that's 
bound to have an effect on the euro. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the European Central Bank has very clearly uh, signalled that it's in no hurry to raise interest rates, and I really can't blame them at the moment, given the situation on their eastern border. But the US is signalling very, very strongly that they are going to hike even more aggressively than previously thought. We've seen the US dollar rally uh, quite spectacularly. And notably, we're seeing it rally not just against the euro, but also against uh, the Australian dollar and the New Zealand dollar, which had very heavy falls on Friday and have fallen again today. But also Asian currencies, most of which are, are low yield currencies. Central banks and policymakers in, in, in this region seem to be more accepting of higher inflation if we keep growth going. They seem much more focused on growth. So I think a theme that we're going to see over the coming months is low yield Asian currencies falling against a very strong dollar. I think uh, the potential slowdown in China growth complicates that picture as well. And where I am here in the UK, we've seen sterling getting a, a bit of a hammering, haven't we? Is, uh, is that because of uh, the growth fears here? We saw some data on Friday, retail data, which wasn't very encouraging. And I suppose also that might have an effect on whether the Bank of England raises interest rates higher or as often as it might have uh, thought a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we, we saw some Bank of England officials uh, last week actually erring back towards the dovish side of monetary policy uh, looking forward because, I believe, of the risks associated with the conflict in Eastern Europe between Russia and, and Ukraine. That is undermining the sterling at this stage because any currency or any country at the moment that is appearing even to maintain a dovish uh, monetary policy uh, look set to have their currency depreciate somewhat aggressively against the US dollar, where, of course, the Federal Reserve has adopted a very uh, hawkish stance. And, uh, great examples of that recently are the euro uh, with the ECB and also the Bank of Japan uh, with the Japanese yen. Before we talk about the week to come, uh, Jeff, we spoke on Friday about the French election and the likelihood of a Macron win, and that was already priced in by markets, and Macron, in the end, winning pretty convincingly. He's got a tough job ahead of him over the next five years. A near 60% of the electorate was a good win for him, and markets will be relieved. Yeah, look, we saw uh, the euro rally to 108.20, so it finished about, I think it moved up about 25, 30 points in early trading in Asia on the back of that headline. As you said, markets had already priced in that win uh, from a volatility perspective uh, last week. Uh, since then, it's been one-way traffic south, though, uh, as the US dollar has risen on risk aversion. So it was a very short holiday, uh, so to speak, in the sun uh, for, for the euro on, on that result. OK, so what about the week to come? Plenty of data out there. What are you particularly looking out for? Yeah, look, we've got the Bank of Japan on Thursday. Now, they're intervening to cap interest rates again today. Uh, so that says to me that there's zero chance that they're going to move from their ultra-dovish stance uh, on monetary policy, which likely means that US dollar-yen has very limited uh, downside uh, this week. We've got US personal income and expenditure on Friday and the Chicago PMIs. Uh, we've also got uh, US GDP on Thursday. Now, all of those have downside risks to them. 
Uh, and, and from the European side of things, uh, we have uh, uh, German uh, and Eurozone CPIs and um, uh, flash uh, GDPs from uh, both, both uh, Germany and France on Friday. But I think really this week, what could be the real surprise for everybody is US earnings season. Now, there's a lot of industrial and manufacturing and energy banking heavyweights reporting this week, even consumer companies such as uh, McDonald's. But I believe that the markets will be really concentrating on the tech heavyweights. So we have all the fangs, except for Netflix, of course, uh, reporting this week. And I think that gives us a lot of binary risk in the market. So if we saw what happened to Netflix at the first sign of trouble there last week, we saw a similar situation with Facebook slash Meta early in Q1 when results disappointed. I think if we see very strong results from these tech heavyweights this week, there's room for equities to rally, particularly in the US, because we're in a Fed headline blackout anyway, so we don't with that risk is away. But if some of those results are weak, we could see those stocks get punished heavily, and that's likely to lead to more doom and gloom in the stock market this week. So very much a binary outcome uh, on that front. And that acronym you mentioned, the FANGS, Jeff, um, seems to be a little bit out of date now. You've come up with a new one. Yeah, I looked at that and I thought, well, Alphabet is uh, Google is now Alphabet and uh, Facebook is now Meta. So I've managed to come up with Manga, which is the sort of Japanese cartoon series, isn't it? it sort of rolls off the tongue quite well, the Mangas. It does. Let's hope it becomes part of the zeitgeist and uh, you get some credit for it. Yes, I deserve to be famous, I think. I don't think I'll get as famous as the chap who did bricks, but uh, it would be nice. Cheers, Jeff. Speak to you again soon. A pleasure. Have a great week, everybody. This is the Oanda Podcast.